Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we'll be discussing Sansa chapter 3 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read that chapter before listening. Um, so the news that I have, not really pertinent to Game of Thrones, but yes, Thor is. Bjornsson, who played the mountain on Game of Thrones, um, he has lost a ton of weight. He'd been working out. So he did weigh 451 pounds, and now he's down to 341 pounds. Wow, that's um, crazy. And, yeah, this is a th- the thing that you had read to me before. Bjornsson worked hard to rebuild his body, cutting his daily calorie intake from 10,000 calories a day to 4,000. <laughs> that's still a and lot, though. wrapping up his cardio. So he's still six foot nine and 355 pounds. Oh, good. He didn't shrink. That's good. <laughs> yeah. He's six foot nine and three hundred fifty-five pounds, six and now we shared the thing with you. He looks massive now. Um, it's kind of weird because I know he's doing the strongman thing. So he's freaking. And he always versus Eddie Hall, Bill? like his biggest yeah. nemesis, and now he's smaller. So I wonder how that's going to work. Oh, that's interesting. Because if you've ever seen Eddie Hall, Eddie Hall has like a giant beer gut. He's like a really big. Just, I mean, most of these powerlifters do, and Thor Bjornsson is pretty different compared to all of them because he's got a very narrow waist as yeah. opposed to the rest of them are very big built guys. So, but Thor is the winner of all of it anyways, so. Interesting. Yeah. Take a look at it. He looks jacked. Though they say in the article, jacked. Uh, ripped. Shredded, ripped, jacked, or yoked. Whichever yoked. one you want to call it. <laughs> yoked. Yeah. I was going to say yoked. Yoked. I would say yoked. I can't. For sure. That's a stupid word. It's definitely Viking looking. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So, that's All right. right. What's next? The review. All right. Last episode, Ned heard grievances from groups of people who suffered the raids caused by the Lannister men. Um, and they decided to retaliate by having those groups, those groups bring men together to get their justice. Mm-hmm. This episode, Sansa is recounting the things that she saw that happened in court with her father, and Arya and Sansa learn they are returning to Winterfell, which makes them very upset with each other, of course, and all together, just bad. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all together, and so, just yes, As just usual, bad. they are fighting like yeah. all those days, as so. per usual. As per usual. All right, so the wine for tonight... Is called Sweet Cakes. Sweet Cakes. Yep. What'd you call me? (laughs) Christopher. Um, It's just a sweet white wine. Yeah. It's from California, apparently. Don't know much about it. Cool. Just bought it because it said Sweet Cakes. And I know Sansa's favorite thing in the world are lemon cakes. Yes. All right, and our 18th wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules, is don't worry about those crystals at the bottom of the bottle. Um, these are, okay, it's, I can't say this word. There's no crystals at the bottom. Are there no crystals? Any crystals at the bottom of the bottle. It's, it's not fancy enough. I can't say, okay, it's, they are tartaric, tartaric acid. Tartaric, yeah. Naturally occurs in all wine and can make the wine cloudy when chilled. So I think you see it only when it's a chilled wine. It's chilled. Well, kind of. It's been in the fridge for a couple hours. Room temperature Um, chill. They're harmless, and the cloudiness occurs in unfiltered wines that aren't meant to be chilled. So, maybe this one was meant to be chilled, and that's why there's no crystals. Shh. 
Moving on. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that was a short one, but that's that's our role for today. All right. All right. Let's see what Sans is up to, shall we? All right. It's been a while. It has been a while. This is only our third Sansa chapter. Really? Yes. Sansa three. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Where you been, girl? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Um, well, she's been in court with her father, obviously. Oh, true. Well, um, she is talking to her best friend, Jane Poole, um, about what she witnessed in court with her father when he was hearing grievances from the people who suffered the raids. She's saying that she was shocked that her father didn't send Sir Loras after Gregor, Gregor Clegane. She said it was probably because of his leg. Um, his leg, remember, is shattered from when, um, Jamie attacked him. Yes. It causes him so much pain that it makes him cross. And she's claiming that if it wasn't for his leg, she is sure he would have sent the Knight of Flowers. Um, she was hoping that her father would have sent him because then it would be like one of old Nan's stories coming to life right before her eyes. Okay. I feel like she's such a dreamer. God. And a romantic yeah. and like, huh, you know? Yeah, she thinks Joffrey's dreamy, so yeah. Yeah. She's dreaming I a think, lot. I think she thinks that Sir Loras is... Dreamier though, yeah. Because Sir Loras actually does night things, and Joffrey the, just sits the there. The night of flowers. Yeah. I think she's. I think. I think she's like saying that Joffrey's like dreamy because she wants it to be so because she yeah. has to marry him. You know, she wants to be queen. She's saying well, it into being. Right. She's trying to speak mind. it into existence. Yeah. There it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. She's manifesting. Guys. Exactly. Wow. I don't know if that's gonna manifest though, girlfriend. So, um, she said, like one of Old Man's stories, Sir Gregor is the monster and Sir Loras the valiant hero that would slay him. Okay. Sansa said he even looked like a hero, slim and beautiful, with golden roses around his waist and rich brown hair that tumbled into his eyes. Dreamy. Wouldn't that stop you? Like, wouldn't that hurt when you're fighting? Your hair's tumbling in your eyes? Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah, maybe. But it's dreamy. Maybe he, like... Why do you think, um... Man buns it. Yeah, I was gonna say... Oh. But then their, it's not dreamy. People throw their hair up into buns when they're fat. <laughs> I just tried the wine. That is very sweet. Really? Mm-hmm. Kind of tastes like... Yeah, it's sweet. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Got a little sidetrack there. Loris's uh, hair. Yeah. We're on Loris's hair. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So she's basically upset that her father refused him, and she told Septa this when they were leaving the court, but Septa said it was not her place to question her father's decision decisions. Then that's when Lord Baelish stepped in and said, oh, I don't know, Septa, some of her lord father's deci- deci- I can't say decisions, decisions, could do with a bit of questioning. Decisions. <laughs> The young lady is as wise as she is lovely. And then he bowed so low that Sansa was not sure if she was being complimented or mocked. Probably mocked. That's a question for later. We're going to discuss it later. Keep your opinions to yourself. Okay. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Septim Ordain was very upset that Baelish had overheard a conversation and she said to Baelish, The girl was just talking, my lord. Foolish chatter. She meant nothing by the comment. Baelish asked Sansa why Sir Loras should have been sent, and Sansa replied and explained about the heroes and monsters, and that is why she would have sent Sir Loras. So, coming back to present time, when she's talking to Jane, Jane said, well, Sir Illyn is the king's justice, not Sir Loras. 
Sansa shuddered at the sound of Sir Ilan's name and said that he is almost like the second monster, and she's glad that her father did not send him. Jane said, well, Lord Beric is as much a hero as Sir Loras. Remember that Lord Beric is leading the party to bring justice to the Lannisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sansa said, sighed and said, I suppose. Beric Dondarrion was handsome enough, but he was old. And then they say his age, and I'm like, man. He's not that old. He's 22. Oh, he's not even. He says almost well, 22. Almost 22. Your life expectancy yeah. then. Still I mean. Not good. Not good. But well, damn. I guess to her, that's like eight, eight years older, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. your life expectancy is like 35. So. True. That's true. No, because there's a lot of people that are like ancient. Picella is freaking ancient. But isn't yeah. Ned like 40? And Amen. Mm-mm. Amen's like. Oh. Or Ned's like 35. That's still. That's not that old. But he's, like, old compared you know to everyone crazy? else. He's 35, and he has, like, six, seven kids, six kids. He got yeah, busy. He, <laughs> he got busy. <laughs> it's a whole family of supers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is just too good. <laughs> oh, Lord. All okay. right. Okay. So, um, so anywho. Um... <laughs> Can't tell me Olivia liked The Incredibles. Uh, that's one of my favorites, man. Let me tell you. Uh, so Jane said she has been in love with Beric ever since she had first laid eyes on him. Okay, Jane. She likes older How old is Jane? Right. She's like probably the same age as Sansa, like 13, 14. Girl. No, Sansa's like. No, because because ne- or, uh, John is like 14, so she must be like 10, 12, 10. She likes herself a silver fox. Oh my god. 22. At <laughs> 22. And is kind of being a little bit of a B-word here. She had a thought that she kept herself, so she didn't actually say this to Jane, but she thought Jane's only a steward's daughter and would never be able to wed Beric. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Beric a little bit here because he's becoming more of a prominent character. So from the wiki, um, Beric Dondarrion, also known as the Lightning Lord because of his sigil, is the Lord of Blackhaven and head of House Dondarrion. He is a Marcher Lord. Does someone want to look up what that means? Marcher Lord? Marcher Lord. Um, he's betrothed to Illyria, Dane of Starfall. His squire is the young Eric Dane, Lord of Starfall, which is Illyria's nephew. He is a slight man, handsome with red gold hair, and he is dashing but inexperienced young man. All right, Marcher Lords. Yeah, it's the name given to the lords of the Stormlands and the Reach within the Dornish Marches. So just where he's from. Yeah. Okay. So Lord Dendarian rides a black courser and wears a black satin cloak decorated with stars. His breastplate of dull black steel displays a forked purple lightning bolt, and he carries a black shield slashed by lightning. And he wields a longsword. Sounds pretty dreamy to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's that red gold hair. Um, Sansa decided to change the subject and started talking about a dream she had of Joffrey. She dreamed that he took the white heart. Uh, he took the white heart the king's party is hunting in the king's wood. I had to look up what that meant. The white heart is a war galley of the royal fleet in service to the Iron Throne. White hearts are older deer considered rare and magical. So oh. she dreamed that this prince 
slayed this very rare creature. Which one? Joffrey? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you to say that just so we could. Joffrey? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Slaying anything. Yeah. Good. Uh, Jane asked if Joffrey just went up and touched it and did it no harm. And she said that in her dream that Joffrey shot it with a golden arrow and brought it back to her. So the importance of like the touching it and everything. Um, in the songs and the stories, the knights never killed magical beasts. They just went up and touched them and did them no harm. But she knew that Joffrey loved hunting, especially the killing part. <laughs> Only animals, though, she claims. Only animals. Oh. That's not the signs of a psychopath. Okay. Yeah. Like, the fact that she dreams that he would kill this magical creature instead of just, like, touching it, that says something about someone. You know what I'm saying? She knows him. Yeah. But she's she's trying to, like, see it as, like, a good thing. You know? But it, it's okay that you like to kill animals. It's okay. It's okay. But not for meat or anything. Just fun. Good Lord. It's okay. Yeah. Jeffrey and then Dahmer. she adds she was certain that he had no part in murdering Jory or those other poor men and that it had been Jamie the Kingslayer. I got it. Mm. Joffrey Dahmer. Hey! <laughs> Can we make that a shirt? Oh my god. Joffrey Dahmer? Joffrey Dahmer. That's amazing. Cool. <laughs> 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 Alright, so it. Jane then interrupted um, Sansa's, thought, Sansa's thoughts and said that she saw her sister Arya this afternoon. Um, she was walking through the stables on her hands, <laughs> and why would she be doing something like that? Mm. <laughs> so Sansa's like, I don't know why Arya does anything that she does. <laughs> it's really not an explanation, really. Just... Um, and then she says to Jane, "Do you want to know? Do you want to hear about court or not?" <laughs> Telling you, she's kind of a meanie. Yeah. Um, so Jane says that she does, and Sansa continues to tell her about what she had witnessed. Um, she tells her first that one of the Black Brothers, Yorin, who asked for men at the wall, um, he was kind of old and smelly. She didn't like this because she had always imagined the men of the wall to be like her Uncle Benjen, and that, in that moment, she felt sorry for Joan. I do have to say, I appreciate George's writing, because it's so... The vision of a ten-year-old girl to notice the smell, the smell, and how yeah. he looked, instead of like what was actually going on. Yeah, because they you all know? probably stink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, her father had asked if there was anyone willing to go to the wall, but no one had came forward. Um, so his father gave Yorin his pick of the dungeons, and Yorin left. Um, next, she tells of the two brothers that came forward. They were free riders from the Dornish marches. They pledged their swords to the service of the king, and her father accepted their oaths. So, mm -hmm. Dornish, Dornishmen. Mm -hmm. um, Jane interrupts Sansa and suggests that they go to the kitchen to look for lemon cakes. Hey. Why I picked the wine. Lemon anyway. cakes. Um, they didn't find any, but they did find a cold strawberry pie that they took and ate on the tower steps, giggling and gossiping, and then they went to bed. <coughs> I'm going to look up what's in a cold strawberry pie. Yes, it's strawberries. <laughs> it reminds me, you know that, I don't know if you guys ever had it, but that like gel, like strawberry jello with like the pretzels and the whipped cream. What? Pretzels. Pretzels. Yeah. Dude, it was so good. Oh my, like my mom would make it. It was like whipped cream on the bottom, and then they did like a pretzel layer, and then it was like strawberries and jello. Not whipped cream on the top? No. Whipped cream on the it's bottom. So I have good. some questions for your mother. Okay. 
Anyway. <laughs> I need this made It's for so us good. Immediately. <laughs> I'm like, I have some questions for your mom. Are you looking up the Oh, I think I found a recipe for it. Oh. For cold strawberry pie? Yes. What? So it says... <laughs> um, so you make the pastry for the, uh-huh. the crust. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's lemon curd, a pint of strawberries, honey, cornstarch, lemon juice, and one egg beaten with water for wash. You bake it and then you put it in the fridge. And oh, it's pop- I didn't know if it was something like so specific. <laughs> it looks weird though. It looks like Jello. I'm telling you. Mm. All right. So the next Anyways. morning, Sansa woke up before dawn to watch Lord Beric Dondarrion meet his men out of the city. Lead his men out of the city. Sorry. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm laughing at you because of the pie. Just, I didn't know if it was something it's special. It's strawberry pie. I'm going to guess lemon cakes are just cakes flavored like, flavored like lemon. Just saying. <laughs> Anywho. So I have this little passage from the book on page 475. What page? 475. Okay. I wish we had one from page 394. Yeah. Turn to page 394. Anyway. Um, They rode out as dawn was breaking over the city with three banners going before them. They crowned... The crown stag of the king flew from the high staff. The dire wolf of Stark and Lord Beric's own forked lightning standard... Standard? Mm -hmm. Lightning standard Mm -hmm. from shorter poles. Okay. Um, it was all so exciting. A song to, a song come to life. The clatter of swords, the flicker of torchlight, banners dancing in the wind, horses snorting and whinnying, the golden glow of sunrise slanting through the bars of portcullis, portcullis, mm-hmm. as it jerked upward. What is portcullis? I'll look it up. Portcullis. That's a weird word. Isn't it one of those windows? It's a strong, heavy grating that can be lowered down grooves mm. on each side of a gateway to block it. Okay. So it's just like she wanted. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a storybook. Yep. She said a song come to life. Yep. Um, and she felt proud to see the Stark men out there. Good girl. Right. Um, when Sansa saw Arya, Arya asked her where everyone was, and Sansa explained that everyone rode with Lord Beric to behead Sir Gregor Clegane. Um, she then turned to Septim Ordain and asked her if they would spike his head on his own gate or bring it back here for the king. Um, and Sept is horrified by this question and replies, a lady does not discuss, discuss such things over her porridge. Where are your courtesies, Sansa? I swear, of late, you've been near as bad as your sister. Which is like a major insult to her because she hates it's, how dirty Arya is. It seems like a little bit of Joffrey's rubbing off on Sansa. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Arya then asks what um, Gregor did to deserve this, and Sansa explains that he burned down a holdfast and killed all the people in it. Um, and Arya says, well, Jamie murdered Jory and Hedward and Will. While? Will? While. While. And the Hound murdered Micah, so someone should have to be, should have beheaded them as well. Facts. Yeah. Holding mm-hmm. people accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, Sansa said it's not the same, and 
Then they get into a little bit of a back and forth argument, um, and Sansa claims that Micah attacked Joffrey, and that's why the Hound executed him. But you were there, you saw. Sansa's literally just making stuff up now, yeah. just like her dearly beloved. Her betrothed. Yep. Um, Arya calls her a liar, and then Sansa goes, go ahead, call me all the names you want. You won't dare when I'm married to Joffrey. You'll have to bow to me and call me your grace. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arya... Arya slings so orange juice at her, and Sansa, so, Sansa, Sansa says, you have juice on your face, your grace. <laughs> oh, at Sansa. Sorry, let me reread that really quick. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, she flung orange juice at, at Sansa, and then says, you have juice on your face, your grace. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sansa screamed and said, you're horrible. They should have killed you instead of Lady. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Um, at that moment, Septim Ordain got up and told them both to go to their rooms and that she would be telling their father of this. And with that, both girls left to, the go to, to obviously go to their rooms. Um, Sansa walks away in tears, with tears in her eyes. Yes. Wasn't it an orange, not an orange juice? It said orange juice. No, it was an orange. It hit her square in the forehead. Oh. And then it fell on her dress and stained her dress. Oh, I thought it was orange juice. No, it was a blood red orange. <laughs> and she hit her square in the noggin with it. That's nice. Hilarious. Like bullseye. That's better than orange juice. I remember juice. reading yeah, it. Yeah, it's better than orange juice. Because I remember reading it to you and going, man, Arya's aim is like on point. Because <laughs> she went right in the forehead and then right on her dress and stained her dress and ruined it. Nice. Okay, so Sansa walks away with tears in her eyes, but she remembers that queens do not cry, so she held her head up high. Um, when she reached her room, she locked the door and took off her dress. It was stained from the juice Arya threw at her and screamed, I hate her! <laughs> this she, is such a sister right. thing. She balls up the dress and throws it on the floor, and then she throws herself on her bed and cries herself to sleep. It's... You know what that reminds me? You've seen that um, TikTok trend where it's like when, like 10-year-old me having a tantrum yes. in my room and it's yeah. like, like a <laughs> silent, just, like, scream. silent screaming. <laughs> so Sansa woke up midday. Uh, Septa Mordain woke her up and said her father was here to talk to her. Septa led her into the room with where her father was and her dad told her to come sit by him. She thought that he was going to be mad. But then Septa came back with Arya and dismissed Septa Mordain. Sansa thought she was in trouble. Mm -hmm. Sansa, so Sansa immediately starts talking, anxious to have the first word, and says, Arya started it. She called me a liar and threw an orange on me and spoiled my dress. The ivory silk, the one Queen Cersei gave me when I was betrothed to Prince Joffrey. She hates that I am going to marry the prince. She tried to spoil everything, Father. She can't stand for anything to be beautiful or nice or splendid. Eddard quickly chimed in and said, Enough, Sansa. Uh, then Arya said, I'm sorry, Father, I was wrong, and I beg my sweet sister's forgiveness, which kind of took everyone back she, a little bit. I don't know if she actually meant that. I don't know. Maybe but, she's being sarcastic. Well, the rest of this, I mean, the rest of the conversation doesn't seem too sarcastic. Sansa was shocked to hear that Arya actually apologized um, and asked, what about the dress? Arya offers to wash it, but then Sansa says, it will never clean anyways, you stained it. And then Arya offered to make her a new one. Which, the thought of that disgusted Sansa, I, it kind of makes me mad. Because she's, yeah, she's being stuck up right now. She is. Like, she's, okay, saying, oh, I'll wash it, and, like, rolling her eyes. No, she's saying, I'll wash it. Okay, well, then I'll just make you a new one. And and she's like, you can't But do you one. think Arya actually meant that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I, I would think that maybe she's learning some humility. Yeah, maybe. Hoping so. Um... 
Her father sighed and said he did not call them here to talk about dresses. Uh, then he tells them that you're both going back to Winterfell. Uh, both of them were extremely unhappy with this, and they both begged to stay in King's Landing, which I thought was a little odd. I mean, I get it. Well, they both have things that they want here. They have things that they want here, but their mom is back in Winterfell, mm. as far as they know. I think it's back funny that Arya is begging, because she begged to not go in the first place. Right. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now she's got cereal. Yeah. So Ned smiled and said... Um, smiled and said, finally something you both agree on. <laughs> Sansa loved all the fine things in King's, Land- King's Landing and was not ready to give it up. She said to send Arya back because she was the one that did something bad. Sansa promised she would be good and begged to stay. Ned explained that there's not sending them back because of the fight or anything like that. He explains that he wants them back in Winterfell for their own safety um, and that three Stark men and Robert does nothing about it. That uh, and he goes hunting instead, and three Stark men just died. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not right. a good sign. Arya asks if she can take Syria with her back to Winterfell, so she can continue her dancing lesson. So Arya's like, "Well, if I'm gonna go, just I'll, I'm fine. I'll go. But just I need to have him take my dancing master." With um, Sansa then gets upset again. Again, um, for like the fifth time this chapter. Yeah. She says, who cares about your stupid dancing master? I'm to marry Prince Joffrey. I love him, father. I truly, truly do. I love him as much as Queen Neris loved Prince Aemon to the Dragon Knight. Okay. As much as John Quill loved Sir Florian. I, I want say to that be his queen and have his babies, which I, obviously are stories. I looked up Prince Neris and Prince Aemon, their Targaryen brother and sister that wed. As the Targaryens do. Right. That last line of her little getting Want to be his queen and have his baby. Right, I hear how she says it in the freaking show. Yeah. But I want to have I want to be the queen and have his babies. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Ned looks to Sansa and says, Sweet Listen this to me. This is sweet. Hmm? This is sweet. Listen to me. When you're old enough, I will make you a match with a high lord who's worthy of you. Someone break and gentle and strong. This match with Joffrey was a... Huh? Brave. Brave uh-huh. and... Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Brave and gentle and strong. This match with Joffrey was a terrible mistake. That boy is no Prince Aemon. You must believe me. Hmm. Well, he's not wrong. Nope. Sansa said, but he is. She goes on to say that they will have a son with golden hair and her son will be king one day. I'm going to repeat that one more time. She goes on to say they will have a son with golden hair and her son will be king one day. Arya replied. It's, it's important for later. And said, <laughs> not if Joffrey is his father. He's a, he's a liar and a craven and anyhow, he's a stag, not a lion. He's a stag, not a lion. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, I said it again. (laughs) Sansa said he's nothing like his father, the old drunken king. Oh, look it. Look what the next line says. Eddard gasped (gasps) at what Sansa said and gets a strange look on his face as he calls for Septimordain to take them back to their room. He says that's Syria. Why did you have to make that face? I was making a strange What? Strange face. That was, that was great. <laughs> what? 
episode ever did that again. Oh, God. We've lost a little Your up. neck straight up disappeared when you did that. Do we it again. Do. <laughs> I don't know. He says that Ciro Farrell can come with them if he agrees to enter the Stark service, which I feel like he probably will. Mm-hmm. He tells them that they will sail for Winterfell as soon as he finds a ship. He tells them not to say a word that this of this to anyone. So, And he said before that the ship is the fastest way to travel, which obviously we saw that with Cat. So Septim Ordain returns um, to urge Sansa to stop crying while Arya insists that a journey by ship will be an adventure. Sansa cries so much. This this right here is a stark difference. Ha! Ah! Uh, stark contrast uh. between the two. Uh, <laughs> God. Anyways, um, because Arya's excited to go on a ship and Sansa's crying. Yeah. Um, and that... So, anyways, so they will get to see everybody back at Winterfell again, Arya says, and Sansa remains furious and storms off to their bedchambers and bars the door. In typical Sansa temper tantrum fashion. And that's the end of the chapter. Cool. So, discussion questions that we have for today. Was Baelish mocking or complimenting Sansa? I think he was mocking her. Yep. I think he's always mocking everyone. Yep. But he want he wants to do it in a way where you like think that he's it's a compliment. Yeah. But it's really like a backhanded yeah. mocking. He's yeah. he's just a worm. He is a worm. He's a weasel. Yeah. Uh second question is, do you think Sansa and Arya will ever get along? Hmm. I think if they grow up a little more. When Sansa grows up. Because yeah. she's really annoying right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but she is. No, she is. She is. I, think, yeah, I, think I know she's that you... I think she has a lot going on, though. She has a lot of people that are influencing yeah. her and, and like, causing her to act the way that she is. I think that... She has pressure from Joffrey, the queen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't want to upset the queen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of pressure for a 10-year-old girl, and she doesn't know how to act. I think that... I know that we said that, like... Some of the brand, brand chapters are a little dry, a little hard to read. Mm-hmm. I have, I just shudder when I, I have yeah, a Sansa I have, chapter. Yeah, because I have a hard time with Sansa so far. As of right now, the yeah. way that she talks and the way that she acts, it's really I getting annoying. I think it annoying. ended on a good note, though. I think that was interesting. It ended better, but yeah. I think that it, but just you have the to way remember, her thoughts are Again, this is a 10-year-old little girl, and we're reading it from her perspective. I know. We're reading from her thoughts. I'm sorry, I have to defend... I have to defend Sansa. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> uh, the last question, and probably the most loaded question. Yeah. Why did Ned gasp and make a weird face after Arya's comment? Remember what I repeated. I don't know, I can you realize something. Let me repeat it again. Yeah. Sansa says that I will marry him and we will have a baby with golden hair. And Arya says no... He's a stag. So remember what I said, like, way back in uh, Game of Wine's infancy, <laughs> when I said that hair color, eye color, that is all very important in Game of Thrones. And Sansa right there says blonde hair. Blonde hair. And Arya says, no, he's a stag, which means, which we've learned, would be black hair. What mm. color hair does Joffrey have? Blonde. Hmm. Mm. So what did he realize? Blonde. Like me. Wait, wait, wait. It's perfect. Wait, wait, wait. Blonde. 
Just so we know, just so we know we the difference in colors. Blonde is is blonde. I don't think black we can is answer this. I don't think we can answer. We can't this. answer it. It's without just giving too much he away. He realized something. I have a question that we can answer. If you haven't realized it since, we are poking you with like right, a honestly stamp you in the head. Do you think that um, Sirio will go to Winterfell? Yeah, I think he would. I think he would go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do too. I he really likes if art. Asked, if he clearly if, if went, asked, yeah. If asked. God, asked. I couldn't get that word out. Well, you he went he from would, the Free Cities. Well, because he has to, to swear his service to the Starks. Mm, that might be the hard part, though. You know? If he's already sworn to somebody else. You just asked another question, though. There's only I know. I, I was saying this is one that we can actually answer. If he that, had the choice, I think he would. Yeah. But I don't know. I think he likes the Starks. Obviously. Well, I mean, the Starks are probably Ned's the best his option. friend. Oh, they're buddies. I mean, Ned found him and was like, "Oh, hey man, you want to teach my daughter how to dance?" He's like, "Yeah." You want to teach my daughter? I how can to do dance? that. He's like, "Yeah, I can do that." <laughs> I can do that. Like that's pretty rare. It's not like he's holding dancing lessons throughout. The, it's not like he's like, "Oh, well, she can come to my class." Yeah. With like all fifty people. No, yeah, he's just—it's just like a one-on-one thing. Yeah, it's a so, one-on-one thing. I would mm. suspect that he likes them a little bit. Cool. Anyways, answer those questions, especially the last one, which is not the Sierra for a one. What does Tyrion have to say today? Um, he says that everything is better with some wine in the belly. Amen, brother. <laughs> You're done. No hesitation. You're done. Literally, she just... I didn't You're even, out. Did I even finish the sentence I'll before do the, she said that? You know what? That? I'll do the closing part. You I don't get to do the good closing luck. part. I would good love luck. to see you try. I, I can't. I would trip over all of it. Go for it. Chris. Follow us on Game of Thrones social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Podbeam. That's it for this week's episode. No. No. I'm literally <laughs> reading it off that the That is script. not... I have it memorized in my brain. Go ahead. <laughs> you ready? <clears throat> Let the okay. professional do it. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok that you can follow us on Game of Wines 1 and a YouTube channel at Game of Wines podcast. That's how you do it, people. All right. Anyway. That's it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Eddard Chapter 7, so make sure you read that chapter before next episode. Thanks for listening.